Welcome back to another Agawatchers. Just the two of us on for a bit of a quick market update to keep you informed about what is happening in the market space. Just the, just the two of us is a good lyric Just for the us. Two, of two of us. We, we can, can make, make it, it if we try. we try. Just the two of us. See, that's the that's us getting ready for the two of us. That's us getting ready for the just the two of us on our Christmas night out. Uh, we need a bit more buckfast to um to get to get the vocal cords. You know, yeah, going. once once once, once the, the, the 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 honey of buckfast would 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 soothe those those dodgy uh, vocal cords. And as the night progresses, we'll get into that home homegrown uh, homemade um, grappa. Grappa, um, just when we get down to the Jimmy Barnes, you know, kind of uh, screaming right like, classics. Stop going on tangents. Stop, stop talking about the anything. Not, stop, the stop, tangent. stop talking about anything that's not serious. Mm-hmm. Chris gets unhappy with that. He does. He does. It's madness this week, though, isn't it? The rainfall. Rainfall is just probably the big talking point at the moment for us. It what's it done? What's it done to? Uh, what's it done to the grain markets? Is there'd be a lot of. Um, um, grain in New South Wales now, Andrew, being downgraded as we speak, I suspect. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's just like that rainfall forecast seems to come into fruition. There's a lot of people with a lot of rainfall, and uh, so obviously causing what we expected was those those big sort of uh, increases in, in, in the amount of low-protein wheat that's coming out. The reality is we don't actually know because hardly anything's getting harvested. So... Mm. We don't actually know what the quality is like, but it can make a fair guess to say that it's going to be pretty poor quality. And, and we're seeing that, like, it's interesting if you look at the, uh, you know, the historics. You know, one of the things I looked at this week was like the AGP, which is probably probably a fair representation of 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 the low quality wheat. And it's and it's one that we've got a long that we've got a long uh, sort of. Uh, price data set you can see that it for, for november it's the largest discount we've had in a november going back at least till 2002 so compared to chicago so the relative value between the two it's just showing you know fairly fairly steep discounts for protein uh for low protein and again conversely on the other side we're seeing you know big protein premiums for you know h2 and above i guess that's the thing there's, there's not much high protein around and and the, the, probably the biggest thing that farmers will be thinking about is well, what is the low protein price going to be because that's what they're going to be producing if you've got high mm. protein then good luck to you uh, and the um the bureau finally come out and said it's definitely a, a la nina to go into two, 2022 um but I, I did note that the rainfall for the west was looking pretty good you know like in the next week or two so that's yeah, well, all dry, they, they, right well they've they're still seeing the same issue as well. Like this is it. This this is what we spoke about with with Dave from Grain Growers a few weeks ago. The rainfall has been felt everywhere, and in the West, they've also got pretty low protein. A lot of ASW coming down at the very bottom end of the what you would expect the proteins to be at, which again is, is causing some some pretty big records there as well. You know, today the discount to ASW from APW is ninety dollars, uh, and that's typically probably about $15, 8 to $15. So that's a fairly hefty drop. And that's only really came in the last five days, which is obviously getting a lot of farmers concerned because, you know, it's, it's a fairly, fairly big discount, you know, from people who would be expecting APW 
and now getting ASW then getting hit with a big a big discount. So, mm. like I think, yeah, you know, we, 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 we'll have to see. But there's a lot of obviously. Last time we had the wet weather sort of event, 2010, it was probably the closest comparable one. A lot of traders got burnt, and they don't want to get burnt again. So that's probably probably part of it. But it's it's going to be a big crop. Like, look, we, we may have lost a lot of paddocks around the country, but it's still going to be a a large crop. It's just going to be a large, low quality crop. Which, look, is also that has some benefits to to feed consumers. You know chicken farmers pig farmers you know those type of mm. industries are going to be sort of benefiting from a discount but but the reality is even, even with those discounts you're not talking asw is still at 330 to 350 dollars a ton in the west historically mm. that's a good number but it is heavily discounted to you know the rest of the world you um, know we also we like to focus on the positives as well all the time as much as we can andrew so um for the New South Wales farmers, I guess specifically this amount of rain they're going to get, it, it, you know, it's not good for this current harvest, but it's going to leave a lot of moisture in the profile for, for a good good one next year, potentially at least. Look, yeah, it's better, better than the drought. Let's well, that well, way. I think, well, I think I actually spoke to Sports Sunday this morning about it, and I think, well, going back to this year, this, is, this year is probably for a lot of New South Wales farmers, especially the ones that get wiped out, is worse than a drought because it's been almost perfect all the way through and you're still spending money, you're still putting down mm. end, you're still putting down you know, spring and whatever else you have to do as a farmer. Mm. And then you get to the end and it gets wiped out by a 45-minute rainfall downpour mm. of 100 mils or whatever. Mm. Uh, but like, it'd be good to hear from an agronomist to say, well, how much of this rainfall gets kept for next year? Mm. Yeah. How, much, how much does this start setting things up? You know, Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Some, somebody will know. I don't know because I'm not an expert mm. in that. I guess, mm. I guess the other thing to say is that to an extent, large parts of Vic and SA seem to be missing out on the rain as well. Mm. Uh, well, we went to the farm, you know, Monday mm. and Monday and Monday Wednesday. And Wednesday. Yeah. And it's pretty dry, actually. There wasn't, like, it wasn't wasn't wet, but it wasn't, it was pretty dry. Hadn't We hadn't had much in that area, and that's central Vic. Mm. So we just got to hope that people can get a good run into it. And uh, but looking at it, like with when you know, we still got even in that Australian crop, those, those issues at the start of the week has probably spurred on a bit of the activity overseas. We're seeing futures rising. Uh, the good thing we're seeing as well is ASX has you know been trading at like a really substantial discount in the last week. That has sort of narrowed the gap, and I think it's went from about thirty-eight dollars discount to to CBOT to about eight dollars discount to CBOT. Yeah. Again, what we've been saying for a long time is next year's harvest, though, is still trading at a substantial discount. So you'd probably have to have a good think about whether you locked in an Australian price for next year or locked in a, you know, overseas futures and left basis floating. But mm. overall, yeah, it's it's just frustrating, I guess. And we we like we obviously both speak to a lot of people in the industry, and it's it just feels like a kick in the teeth, doesn't it? Yeah. For the for the grain side of things, yeah, but I mean, obviously, what about, what about it's, livestock. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of spurred on the uh, the restockers yet again. You know, we saw just this week the Eki, uh, which is I guess the best benchmark or one of the key benchmarks people look at for for how the cattle markets are faring. That's at a record as of a couple of days back. Got to one 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 one, uh, and All the so lines. it's it. Um, 
And but then you've also I've seen you know things like the medium cow indicators uh, reached a record peak. Uh, legs eleven. That's what feed, it is. That's it. <laughs> legs exactly. eleven times two. Bingo. Um, yeah. The uh, the uh, medium medium cow. I think the feeder steer's got a record as well. You've got the heavy steer only about I think about ten or fifteen cents short of a record price. So you know it, across the board, it's given a lot of optimism. To, to pay these kind of prices for cattle again. Um, so, you know, from, from a, I guess, livestock producer's perspective, um, you know, they're all positives with this, with this rain, you know, as long as it doesn't get too much and, and it ends up flooding and causing issues because of flooding, um, you know, significant flooding where you're having losses and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to, it's just setting us up on the Eastern seaboard, particularly for a very good, very good kind of spring and summer so, with a lot but- of pasture. But so so we've we've recovered from the drought. We can safely say in most mm-hmm. parts. Mm-hmm. I know that some people, as soon as you say we've recovered from the drought, there'll be somebody who says not me. But mm. but overall, we can say we've recovered from the drought on the east coast. There was even rainfall I saw on Twitter at uh, at the Fennel's place. Correct, correct. Uh, looked like it was. Uh, they were very happy with the rainfall they got. So that's been good to see. Um, even them getting some rain. Even them. Mm. Uh, but so. The restockers has been like, call my ignorance here, but the restockers has been what's driving it for the last eighteen months, twelve months, give or take. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And particularly for young cattle prices, it's, it's and been... then and so that's kept supply off the market as people keep and grow and whatnot. But there must be a time when it has to be a, a flood coming onto the market of volume. Uh, well, look, that's the the most recent MLA uh, numbers that came out for November. So that's their final cattle outlook. Um, they've paired back slaughter again. Uh, another 300,000 odd head. So they're talking slaughter, national slaughter this year of 6 million head, which is something we've been talking about since about the start of the year, that it looked as though slaughter wasn't keeping up with what their original forecasts were. Um, so that's down to what the levels will be thought it would be at. and But that's meant that low slaughter obviously is feeding into uh, a quicker rebuild, a faster pace rebuild. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're looking at... Um, uh, you know, much quicker uh, build over the next few years. So, you know, it's highly feasible by, you know, 2023, we're looking at back into the high, high, you know, 20, 28, 29 million head of cattle. But, um, but it, has, it has to be some point where they've got to effectively profit take as a, from a, from a trading point of view. They've got to sell yeah, we'll some start, of this cattle. Yeah. yeah, of course. We'll start to see. We'll start we're to not, see. We're not, we're not just going to wait till the next drought before we start liquidating the herd. No, 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 that, that herd will grow over the next few years and then we'll start to see increased slaughter, increased production back to more normal levels. And that should that should start to um, weigh on pricing a little bit. But then, as you said, Andrew, the, the, I, my personal view is it won't be that long before we'll be looking at a dry period in the next um, you know, two to three years. I think we'll get at least one year before 2025 that's another drought type year if not maybe two you know worst case scenario so that you know if you combine that prospect with a herd into the high 20 millions 28 29 million you've actually then got some animals you can start to turn off if you are into a drier stage in parts of the country and you could see some serious pressure come into pricing uh, which is something we haven't seen you know since the 2014-15 drought in Queensland we shall see shall see what about the mm. export market like overseas uh, market for well is beef pricing globally holding up 
Uh, yeah, it has been actually beef export pricing has been recovering. There's a, there's still that ongoing concerns around what's happening in Brazil with regards to mad cow. Um, Argentina is still yet to re-enter the market properly, uh, and, you know, from from their um, export restrictions they're placing on beef, and and you've seen some pretty strong demand coming out of um, you know, particularly China for US beef. So that's kind of caused a bit of a squeeze in products in the US. The US are going through a the third year of a liquidation, um, which you know means that there's a fair bit of production happening there and 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 supply, but um, the demand out of China is such that they're getting a lot of um, increase to flows uh, from from the US to China. Part of that part of that big uh, deal that was struck when Trump was in power. Um, so that's meant you know that you've got enough of a, a squeeze on supply and still some pretty good strong demand to mean that global prices are holding up. Um, and the prospect of like once the US continue to go further down their liquidation phase, they've probably got another two or three years worth of potential liquidation there. The normal pattern you see globally is that, um, you know, the latter stages of the US liquidation is almost always consistent with higher cattle pricing uh, because they're, they're down to that stage where they've liquidated enough and, and that starts to impact production and supply. And then you start to get a bit of shortage here and there and prices go up. And then that's what encourages you back into the rebuild. Um, so, you know, that, that could potentially coincide with, um, uh, you know, that, that kind of middle of the decade. Uh, so we might get a stage where we get global prices going up, but we hit a drought and then we flip back around and no restockers and, and all of a sudden our, our current premiums we're getting for our, our, our cattle now domestically compared to overseas, that, that might flip back to the normal discount we generally see. But who can, who can judge Eki just now for the short term? It's bloody hard, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've stopped trying to call the top. There's been a few times where it looks like it's got to the top and started to back away, but you know, you get this these kind of rain events or some other you know thing pops up like uh, you know this this short term kind of rain events causing some disruption to um, throughput at the sale yard, uh, particularly in New South Wales and Queensland. So that's I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing this little squeeze now. Um, and you know, I think we are definitely at levels that are not very sustainable, um, certainly for any kind of significant period of time. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them start to back away again shortly. But you know, like I said, I've been calling it a top since about nine fifty, nine seventy five. So well, some, somebody was calling it a top at about eight hundred. So you're still, <laughs> still still closer. So that's yeah. really it then. It's it's all rainfall, isn't it? Mm. That's that's the big story in Australia, and it's probably and even in grains. The rainfall is big in Australia. Is the this the global story because well, there's nothing else really happening globally in it. So mm. we'll probably leave it there. It's probably probably enough. Probably a quick update, and then next week we'll be back with a few guests. Just been a bit too busy to get some guests on. Been flat out like lizards drinking us too. Yeah. Well, yeah. now that sounds good. All right. Well, I'll uh, enjoy your weekend, uh, mate, and I'll uh, see you when you got nothing on. Keep it rural. Oh, no, somebody stole that one. <laughs> uh, ciao for now.